You said we're gonna do something to your brain. Welcome to Dead Air number eight. This week we talk about Tiny House Nation, the tiny home movement. Uh, we talk about a new Bird Box movie, apparently. Bird Box Barcelona. Barcelona. Uh, and um, Vivarium, which we also watched. Uh, we'll talk about BBC Scandal, and perhaps Kenshi, and some other things. Mm-hmm. George, how are you? I am well. How are you? How are you this afternoon? I'm good. I'm good, I too. burnt my lip. Mm -hmm. As people to... can perhaps see, I don't yeah, know. If you like to explain what happened to your lip there. No. No. I'm fine. Are you sure? It's pretty funny. <laughs> I bit into a sausage, and it spat at me. A very hot sausage. A very hot sausage. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. I think I burned the corner of mine a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, they were hot. Good, though. Yep. Yeah, they're good sausages. Good sausages. Yeah. Um, so, okay, let's start with um, Tiny House Nation. Mm -hmm. It yeah. is a Netflix series. There are two seasons of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, we watched, I think, every episode of it, didn't we? I think we, we watched all of them, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. And yeah, uh, it's about people moving into tiny homes. Yep. Um... People for, building tiny homes. People building tiny homes, yeah. Uh, for a variety of reasons. But what would you say the, the theme is? Because we'd watched that other show, Hack My Home, mm -hmm. recently. And we were like, I thought this was going to be about tiny homes, which I actually do find kind of interesting. So that we found this one and decided to watch it. Um, and yeah, it was a, a very different in tone and very different in... Yeah, it, it was much more, it was way less superficial than Hack My Home. It was much more about, um, not so much the construction, but like the actual finishing of construction. Whereas Hack My Home was like about putting shelves up and things. Yeah. This was about like, okay, well how are we going to embed the Murphy beds mm -hmm. in the yeah. wall? And, and about the people like getting rid of enough stuff that they can fit in a tiny home. That's like a big component of it. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's there's these two dudes can't even remember their names now who host it. They seem nice. The hosts were uh, um, still kind of TV like ah tiny homes, mm -hmm. yeah, but they were way less insincere. Yeah, than the hack my homes yeah. people. Way less obnoxious, yeah. And way less obnoxious. I love the little guy with his acid suspenders on. Mm -hmm. that, that was nice. That mm -hmm. touch there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, I didn't. I didn't dislike the the series, mm -hmm. but it, you know, it was about constructing or rather finishing tiny homes rather than yeah. you know the idea of tiny homes mm -hmm. or anything, yeah. which is more interesting, really. Yeah, yeah, um, and yeah, it got me thinking about that quite a bit, just about the idea of tiny homes, because all the people who are in most of the cases with the people who are moving in. Um, it's always about, like, money, and housing is too expensive, is, like, the recurring theme. They, they kind of pitter around that a bit. Yes, sometimes. but it's, but it's so clear, like, the one where it's, like, a lady and her husband, she's like, we're gonna sell our house and move into a tiny home so we can afford our daughter, daughter's college, um, and mm -hmm. then, like, then they just kind of move past that, you know. Yeah, and the hosts do sometimes say, because the hosts don't, I mean, like I say, they don't confront it, but they don't deny it. The hosts do sometimes say things like, see, it's just downsizing, not do not downgrading. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, oh, mm -hmm. yeah, okay. Yeah. And, um, of course, the the taller host occasionally gets asked, do you live in a tiny home? Mm -hmm. And he has to say, no, my wife won't let me. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not surprised looking at some of them. Some of them are way too small. Yeah, the, I mean, 
it's an interesting show. I find the whole like concept of tiny homes interesting. But yeah, I mean like the people who have children, especially like the one where it's like the couple's bedroom is in like this loft area, and then their children's room is right next door with with no when, no wall in the way and no doorway. It's just like another little elevated platform for their two little children, and it's like. I remember saying to you, are they planning on never never having sex again? Or, do you know what I mean? And are these two, like, these kids who can walk in this four-foot-high lofted room right now, they're going to be teenagers sharing that room with no wall separating it from, you know? Yeah. It's um, kinda... I think they're ever going to have sex again. Like the, the dad is going to get a Kinder Egg and be like, do you want this? Do you want this? And then throw, throw it. Throw it out the window. <laughs> Hurry. Yeah. <laughs> We've got about 60 Lock seconds. Lock the door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, that's always weird. I mean, I can definitely see why, you know, the, like the appeal of living in a tiny home if you're like a single person yeah. or or a couple. And there are some who just are like, yeah, we just like this. You know, the yeah. couple who was living on, living in a truck with their pig racing, traveling yeah. around the country with pigs. And they're yeah. like, we travel like 50 weeks a year, so we'd love to have something bigger than what we currently have. Yeah. And they, like, mod out a, bu a bus. Like, I get that. They just seem happy to be, like, traveling and... It's, it's not like I really care, but I kind of... I didn't really feel like the mobile home ones. Like, not mobile homes, but actual wheeled homes. Yeah. I, that's not a tiny house. That's, a that's a like, a custom RV, yeah. more or less. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and some of, some of the people on it, like, it makes sense. There's the dude who's like, I'm a traveling nurse. I'm not saying it I doesn't travel. make sense. I'm I just... move every three months. It'd be nice yeah, if we could just yeah. take our house with us. Like, I can get that, but... Um, but, I mean, yeah. Uh, it's interesting. Just the kind of... The undercurrent of, like, dystopia. There was, Obviously, there was a very positive spin on... You know, it was like a... I think it even had an escapist reality TV, um, what you, whatever, subgenre heading. Mm -hmm. You know, it's obviously meant to be like, oh, you watch this while you, you know, you're just spending 10 hours at the factory and your eyes are rolling back in your head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's, that's what it's for, like just sort of, a, you know, popcorn consumption. Um, but, um, but yeah, there was a very, the, yeah, it was sad mm -hmm. behind it because... Yeah, I mean, you know, all the people involved, it wasn't like, oh, God, you know, now I have to live in a caravan or something. Mm -hmm. But they were all, almost all, middle class. Mm -hmm. It was like, I'm a dentist and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 50 years, 100 years, like, the bottom rung of society has not been able to afford houses. Yeah. No one has ever given a fucking shit. Yeah. And now but now that the dentists can't afford it. Yeah, I know like what you oh, mean. we'll get yeah. But even then, it's not like yeah, there's a housing crisis. Live in a fucking tiny home. Live in a yeah. 300 square foot home. Buy a shed. Buy a shed. A house. Yeah. And and it being like a cool thing to do. Um yeah, that's fascinating to me. This whole, you know, people talking about the tiny house movement, which I read a little bit about this before we got started. Really around like 2014 is when interest in tiny homes was like climbing quite a bit. Was that in conjunction with van life or was van life before that? I actually don't know. Mm. I didn't do my research about van life, sorry. Van um, life, like van life. some hipster in like 2005 looked at a dude yeah. living in a van with his 13 cats and was like, I could make that work. Yeah, that looks cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'll just have one cat. Yeah, I'll just, you know, live at campsites and... But go on, you were but, saying... Um, yeah, um... You looked at pricing and stuff, didn't you? I did, yeah. Um, yeah, so... Good stuff. Um, buying one and having it built for you, like, they typically range between 30000 and $60,000 each, but they can be substantially higher... To have um, it... To have it built. Mm -hmm. It costs about twice as much to have it built versus if you build it yourself. You can build one yourself for between, like, ten and 30000 It says. Yeah. I mean, it's still less going with a kit, though, isn't it? What's that? Is that still with a kit? Um, no, just, just build it, like, plans. I, I could yeah. definitely build a 300-square-foot house mm -hmm. for less than two grand. I mean, not plumb it in. Yeah, the plumbing and wiring Oh, and you're including all... Oh, right, okay. Um, yeah. Uh... Yeah, I did look at some people who, like, had done it, um, where a lot of the, like, who did it for, like, super cheap people who basically did, like, a shed, and it's, like, uh, you know, like, for, like, $6,000, $8,000, and, like, a third of that will be the price for, um, like, hookups. Hook it, hooking it up and stuff, yeah, mm -hmm. to plumbing and electricity. You can, um, can go, like, you spent four grand on hookups. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, and yeah, a tiny home, typically... Depend, you know, there's different definitions, but they're typically under 400 square feet. Some people say under 600 could qualify as a tiny home. Right. And, um, yeah, definitely. So the interest began rising kind of around, like, 2014, 2016. And then with the pandemic, it kind of, like, spiked even more. And they're in, um, projecting that the market will grow, you know, over the next few years quite a bit, I guess. Um, and, yeah, because homes are too expensive. Um, like... Uh, the like the average. Uh, let's see. What did I? What was I looking at? Since the nineteen sixties, um, the price of homes has uh, been about like four. It's um, increased about four times faster than income. Yeah. Um, and like they say, you know, take your income per year, multiply it by about two point six, something like that, and that's what you can afford for a home. So if the average income in the U.S. for, you know, or the median at least, is like 62000 for two people. For two people, for so a you, house. So you can afford, you know, like 120 something thousand, $150,000 for a house, which you can find, like, nowhere. Detroit. That's um, a great deal. Yeah. I mean, around here, you probably could find a house for that, yeah. Yeah. You, know, you just have to be cool with... Rural Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. Live in a very poor area, and you can get a place for cheap. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I really like where we live. Yeah. Uh, it would be really inconvenient if either of us had a job we had to go to. Yeah, yeah, the driving yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, to work could be substantial around here, yeah. We definitely do all right for working from home, <laughs> yeah. Um... Um, but yeah, so, I mean, it's fascinating to me because these are basically smaller than trailers, you know? Yeah, way um, smaller. And, yeah, you can't get, typically can't get a mortgage on them. If you put it on a foundation, you might be able to get a mortgage. They depreciate. Um, they depreciate at about, like, like, like cars do. Right. Like RVs and trailers do. Yeah. Um, and typically their construction is only, um, generally only deter um, supposed to last between, like, 30 and 50 years if you take really good care of them. Yeah, I mean, okay, well, that's interesting you say that because I would have kind of assumed that. Mm -hmm. I mean... Not to get into it, but like, uh, I didn't realize before I actually moved to America how much um, single family housing is made of wood. Mm -hmm. Because in Britain, that's, or it was, really rare. Mm -hmm. Like, if you ever saw a house made of wood, it was, it's going to be like an architect's house or something. Mm -hmm. Or, 
a tourist centre. Yeah, versus like brick or something, or it's all, all brick, and yeah. you know some stone. Mm-hmm. You know, especially like northern villages and stuff. Yeah. Um, like local stone and mm-hmm. you know local slate on the roofs and things like that. Yeah, it's all brick. Mm-hmm. I mean, like new builds will definitely be all be red brick and mm-hmm. then maybe painted, maybe rendered, but yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It never really crossed my mind that. I'm guessing it's more expensive doing it in brick and stuff here. Yeah, so, I you know. guess so. it's not like you guys have like you guys have way worse weather than way worse weather than Britain. Mm-hmm. So yeah, depending on where you live, I guess. Yeah, which is another thing. Maybe with, Britain doesn't um, have a lot of wood. Maybe. You know, compared to the U.S., which can just. We do have a lot of wood. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. What was I gonna say? Um. So yeah. Basically, like, living in a trailer. Um, And it's interesting on the show, there's a recurring thing where, like, the people moving in will say, like, we haven't told our parents yet um, that we're moving into a tiny home, that Mm. we're going tiny, as they like to call it. And always being, like, a mom or somebody being upset. There's there's a recurring theme of, like, a mom or a dad, 50 or 60 years old. The, The one that really stands out was the, I can't remember, was she, like, was she Vietnamese, maybe, I or something? She, said she was from Vietnam, yeah. Yeah. A Vietnamese immigrant, yeah. Um, who, she didn't say this exactly, but, like, the way I interpreted what she said, and kind of, like, the sentiment of the other older people was, like, this is a step backwards. Yeah, I wanted a better life for you. I wanted a better life for you, and part of the American dream, Yeah. like, Schwarzenegger talks about that, is big. Yeah. And yeah, the, our, I, the Vietnamese lady, she's saying, like, you know, I moved... I think it was Vietnam. She's like, I'm, when I left Vietnam, people were living in yeah, Sweden in hovels, uh, and I came here because you know Americans have houses, big houses, and yeah, feeling like it was a like like a sense of like I wanted better for you. And, and yeah, rightly or like wrongly, that means you know if I if my kid grows up in my our two story two story two bedroom mm-hmm. smallish house, then you know I want at least that for them. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not like those parents wanted them to be like living in mansions. Yeah. But you yeah. Know. And um But a house and like you know, one that you can pass forward to the next generation even, something that's Be quiet, Hamilton. It's just sticks in the yard, I'm sure. Um Yeah. Could you live in a tiny home? Yeah. Yeah. Like four hundred square foot tiny home. Um, yeah, I could. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I would choose to. Let me just get on this. Yeah, sure. And I'll be back. Give him a treat. Yeah. <clears throat> what can I talk about while you're gone? Um, yeah. It's interesting when George first, um, when we first got married, um, and he moved in with me, I was living in a studio apartment that was about probably like 350 square feet. Um, and that was interesting. Uh, but, I mean, it was like... Oh, it was like five fifty a month or something for rent. Um, I mean, that's why I live there. And then I moved up to a one-bedroom. But it's interesting thinking about, like, that amount of space and trying to imagine, like, having children and trying to, you know, have, like... Have, to try and have, like, a four-person household in that small of a space seems, like, a bit crazy. I don't know. You probably get sick of each other. Um, but a lot of them are... Super expensive, too. I guess I'll wait till George comes back so I can tell him about this, but... There we go. Sorry about that. No problem at all. I was just talking about how we used to live in a studio for a bit, um, 
and that would be about the same space. It was about like 350 square feet, so not that far off from... I thought it was more than that with the bathroom. No, it's like 350 total. Right. With the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and granted, a lot of these tiny homes, yes. they have like lofts. Do you remember the airbed? Um, I do remember the air mattress, yeah. God, how long did that work for? Like two weeks? Yeah. I was just sleeping on a couch when he moved in. <laughs> um... It was a rollout couch. It was a, a rollout couch, but it was incredibly uncomfortable. It was way more comfortable to use it not as a rollout couch. Just sleep on the couch, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but. Yeah. Uh, waking up, like, with my head on the floor. Oh, they're always crap. Yeah. Always. And, I mean, didn't it just pop, like, really quickly? You know? Yeah. So, yeah, that was, that was something. And then we'd fill it up, and <laughs> you'd fill it up before bed, and it'd be like, okay, well, I think we could get a couple hours out of it before it's <laughs> shrunk back down, and you wake up, like, just on some plastic on the floor. <laughs> those yeah. were those were amusing times. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. then we got we got that mattress, mm -hmm. and just just it wasn't a Murphy bed. Just like tipped it up. Yeah, yeah. God. Just like stand it up. Oh <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Until a one bedroom opened up in the building, and then we moved in there. But yeah, so it's interesting for me just to think about that amount of space. I was telling them. And imagine living in that amount of space and having like two kids as well. And granted, they all have, most of them have those like like a loft bedroom area, which is a whole other thing. You see people like on the show going up to these lofts, and apparently the typical tiny home loft ceiling height is three to four feet. So yeah. when you go to bed, yeah. you're going to be crawling. You could climb up a ladder and then crawl over to your bed. Yeah, you know? I mean, I'm I'm waiting for estate agents, realtors, to start using you know. That as like a luxury, like mm -hmm. you know, full yeah. Wait, wait for that to put it in their pattern. Full height above bed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You what, can stand up you in your bedroom. You can, yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember the guy in the. I think it was a camper who he could only sit up by putting his head through the skylight. Yeah, like he couldn't uh -huh. even sit up. Yeah, like so you're basically like on a submarine. Yeah, you know, yeah. cot bed. Which may not be like any big deal. Personally, I feel like uh, I would end up with a concussion within a few days waking up to go to the bathroom like. Dunk. Yeah. So weren't you saying that you found a, somewhere in California that... Mm. Yeah, um, I was going to bring this up, yeah. The, I see... Good to the homeless. I, I look at stuff about like tiny homes um, and get it in my newsfeed a lot. And yeah, um, there's, there's one in California, but there's one actually I just looked at this morning in Florida that's like the same thing. They're like tiny house communities um, where you buy the tiny house. Um, like the one in Florida I was just reading about... Uh, for they're all 400 square feet or less mm -hmm. and the purchase of the tiny house um, they all cost between 90 and 150,000 each and then you pay lot fees of like between 500 and 700 a month at these places so like living on a trailer park like in a trailer park you'd have your trailer that like you own or yeah. maybe you rent it but then you have your lot fee that's just like the land that so it's, it's on a middle class trailer and, park yeah the last time that I lived in a trailer park it was like you know Lot fees were like three hundred a month or something like that. Three hundred a month. Four hundred a month. For what? But you own the trailer. Um, yeah, you, or but... or you can rent the trailer on top of that as well. Three hundred yeah. a month for what? For the lot, for just the land, the space, the little rectangle that your trailer is sitting on, your yard. Well, for ten dollars a day, I'm going to cause some chaos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So basically, just trailer parks. Yeah. Except now, I mean, like. 700 something dollars a month in lot fees the one in florida granted was like we have a community pool you know and the one in california was like 
there's a community garden, you know, like a farm that it's all on. So it's like, not even like this is a cheaper way to live, really. Yeah. It's like this is this is as cheap as it can as cheap as it can be while still squeezing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean What's the difference between a, a tiny home and a cabin? Is there a legal difference? Um see a tiny homes typically is just the size. Um, right, could, it's just a general time as a tiny it? home, yeah. but the ones that you see like on the show and ones that you frequently can like buy and like have it delivered and set up, you know, um, on your property or whatever, they all tend to be like long and skinny. Um, and they were saying on the show something about uh, like width restrictions for moving it down the highway. Well, that makes and sense. And especially yeah. the people who are traveling with them, they can't be any wider than a certain amount, mm -hmm. like by law. Yeah. Um, but technically, yeah, you could have like a cabin, and if it's just under, you know, six hundred square feet, however you want to measure it, then technically it's a tiny home. And yeah, they can be either on wheels, um, or you could have them on a foundation. Definitely seemed like everybody on the show had them on wheels, and not everyone, not everyone, but a um, lot of them, a lot of them, yeah. Um, which me, you know, which again, you know, a lot of the people on the show for what I don't know why, but a lot of them seem to be like, oh yeah, I didn't really do that much research. Yeah, a lot, and I mean... I've never been in one. Yeah, a lot of the people show up and it's like their first time stepping into a tiny home. No. And usually, one of them at least... Will be like, I have no idea like, it would be so small. Yeah, like a like deer in headlights. Like, you could see, like, the panic setting in. Like, this is an incredibly tiny area to live in. Yeah. That's, I mean, that must be why they have, like, massive windows, so many of them. Like, tons of windows. So you don't feel like you're living in a tiny little box. But, um, what I was going to say was, a lot of them you know, seem to have, like, not really considered it before deciding to do it. Mm -hmm. I, it's, you know, it's going to be difficult if you're going to move every three months or whatever to... You're going to have to hook that up then. Yeah, like, you're going to find... So new, where are you... New electricity and You're obviously going to have to pay for that. Internet and... And, like, I wonder, I wonder, like, ultimately, like, how much cheaper it really is. Yeah. I guess it depends on what you're doing. Well, obviously for um, that guy, the night nurse... Yeah, the traveling nurse. You know, he... He probably well, makes, what's he gonna do? Stay yeah. in a hotel? Like, yeah, sure, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and I get but, it. He wants to be with his family and yeah. still continue to do what he does. Like, yeah, that, that's reasonable. It's not really like yeah. I think any of those people on the show were like being dumb about it or something. Like, if no. they want to live like that, good for them. It's more, I don't know. Like, it, it doesn't bode well, does it? Really? Mm -hmm. I mean, what well, what's gonna happen then? Are we gonna live in pods, like? Sci-fi pods where, you know, your entire, you you know, your entire, like, house is, you know, eight feet by four feet by four feet. Mm -hmm. And all you've got is a bed and a TV and you share the shower with, like, a hundred other people. Mm -hmm. Or is the birth rate going to properly collapse? Mm -hmm. Which yeah. one is going to happen first? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Because I, mean, I know it has been collapsing, but you can, mm -hmm. you can say, well, pandemic and stuff, but... Rent's expensive, you know, having a kid oh, is expensive, know. you know. I have um, heard. Yeah, that's what I've heard. It looks like a lot of work and a lot of money. Yeah. What, paying rent? Having children, I meant, but yeah. Living in society. Living in society, exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I can see the appeal of it. I'm the kind of person that I don't like having a load of stuff. You know, I can certainly see the appeal of living in, like, a small footprint, you know, like, less to clean, making things, like, efficient, you yeah. know. Um, but I also couldn't see having a bedroom that's, like, three feet tall or, like, such a narrow, like, living room area. Do you know what I mean? Like, that would never work for us. 
trying to put our desk somewhere. Okay, anyway. Yeah. Well, but anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah, so getting back to the point about, yeah, these like, this theme of tiny home communities where, you know, you're ba if you're paying like $700 a month, you know, like a lot fee plus, say, you know, whatever loan payment it is, if you have one, um, which is a whole other thing. You can't get a loan for them. Yeah, you can't get mortgages on them. If they're on a foundation, not mobile, you might be able to get a mortgage on them. But then another problem is, apparently, mortgage companies have, like, minimum mortgage amounts, um, typically about $50,000. So if you want $20,000 to build a tiny home, you're shot out of luck. You can get a personal loan, which could have, like, a way higher interest rate, or you can get, like, a recreational vehicle loan if it's on wheels. Um... Yeah, like, getting them financed is apparently not super easy, so. Um, but yeah, anyway, if you're, so if you're spending lot fees and you, you know, are paying, like, a loan for it and you end up, you're living in, like, 400 square feet for, you know, like, $1,200 a month, how does that make any sense? I mean, I guess that there are loads of cities where 1200 a month for, like, a studio is, apartment is perfectly normal, and I guess then the appeal is, like, you don't share walls, you know, it's your own place, whatever, but still. Like, how did it go from, I mean, you can still do them super cheap when I was looking at this, like, there are tons of people who, like, build their own for, like, $10,000, you know, like, 400 square feet, mm. um, and then, um... I could do it for 200 then, quid if you let me use banana leaves. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, yeah, but what I see a lot more of as well now is, like, luxury tiny homes. Well, yeah. Where it's, like, I mean, 150 grand. Yeah. Again, this know? isn't really about homing people. Yeah. This is about homing people who should have homes, because fuck all the, you know... Yeah. Working-class people, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, got the one lady in the episode who's like, we had a big house, and um, I didn't have home insurance, and then it burned down, so that's why we're moving into a tiny house. And she had, like, 80 pairs of shoes to get rid of or some shit. Um, like, kind of, a lot of sad stories about why people want to do it, you know. Um, that's given pretty short shrift. And she's like, oh, yes, and it's much cheaper, you know. No one's saying, no one's saying, like, yeah, now that I've made my millions, I can finally live in my dream tiny home. Yeah, yeah, like, there was the one couple who had been renting, like, a big house by a lake or something and wanted to yeah, have their right. own place, but couldn't afford... They could afford, like, to rent this big place, but couldn't afford a mortgage. Yeah. So they moved into a tiny home with their children. Um, yeah. It's a lot of stuff like that, yeah. So, so seriously, though, what's going to happen first? Are we all going to get crammed in, like, make room, make room? <laughs> or, um, you know, like, swimming green? Or... Yeah, is the birth rate going to collapse? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it has been collapsing. I don't know if it's been collapsing, but... Yeah, it's gone down, yeah. Um, there are significant demographic problems. Yeah. What was that, like, um, super shared tweet that was like, why aren't millennials having babies? And it was like, that's because rent is 1500s and, jo and jobs paying $12 an hour. I mean, that, you know, you know that, yeah. that's a fact. That's a massive factor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah. Um, I mean, we're not having kids. So, I'm sure there are... Probably are loads of people, kind of in our age group, who've decided just... Is that, is that economic it. for us? Um... I thought it was because I was drunk. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of out of that window anyway, so... Um, but... Uh, I don't know. I, it, I don't think it's for me. I like dogs. I want another dog. He needs a little friend. 
What is next? Okay, no, nothing else in tiny homes. I don't think so. I mean, yeah. do you? Not really, just, you know, I do find it interesting, like... It was interesting as well, one of the dads of the place, which was a mobile tiny home, mm. was saying about, like, well, you've put plasterboard up, mm. and if you're going to move all the time, it's going to crack. Mm -hmm. So something like that, and that was a good point. Yeah. And... Like, yeah, obviously, like, the caravans I've been in don't have plasterboard. They have, mm -hmm. you know, like, fiberglass walls or, mm -hmm. or whatever. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I wonder about... I, I wouldn't even say, like, I wonder about the build quality. I just wonder about, like... Yeah, I, I, that's yeah. gonna... that's gonna rot. Yeah, if you're actually moving your house around with, like, you know, what? You hit a bump and screw up your wall or something. Um, wasn't there one where they said, like, we yeah. blew a tire? Yeah, and, a tire, they said a wheel yeah. came off. Yeah, a wheel came off. Yeah, they had to stop and work that out and before they could get the house started the movie again. Rubber. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I don't know, I mean, I can see the appeal of living small and not having a load of junk, because some people just have so much shit, and, like, I was reading an article um, from a lady who'd moved into a tiny house before we got started, and... She was talking about how she likes it because when she used to live in a four-bedroom house, she would buy all kinds of crap, and it would, you know, even if she never used it, she it would just it. stick in. Yeah, she their basement was like a landfill, um, and now that she has a tiny home, she uh, after getting divorced, she moved into a tiny home. Well, I hope um, she's still supporting the economy by buying some Jimmy Chews and then throwing them into the incinerator. Yeah, gotta support the economy. Yeah. Gotta support the economy. Very important. It's yeah. not really your money. Is it? Mm. That's right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I guess that's all I have to say about tiny houses. What's next? Vivisection or...? Um, I, in order, I wrote down Bird Box Barcelona. Well, next. do you not want to do Vivarium first? Since, sure. Since that's kind of about... houses. Sure, let's do Vivarium. 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 Which we just watched a couple days ago. Yeah, um, go on then. What's Vivarium about? Uh, Vivarium is a uh, science fiction movie starring Jesse Eisenberg and a, a lady. A lady, uh -huh. uh, who I thought was good. Sorry, not yeah. the name. Yeah, yeah, she was good. Yeah. Okay, uh, and they get uh, trapped. Mm -hmm. They get sort of trapped by like the weirdest looking. I'm going to make you into a human centipede real estate agent you've ever met. Mm -hmm. Who, yeah. like, could not be more weird. Yeah, they're, like, going to look at a house. They get trapped yeah. in a vivarium, you know, like a terrarium or an aquarium for people. And all it is is an endless, magically endless suburb. Magically endless a la the Blair Witch Project. Mm -hmm. Where they'll keep coming back to the same house, their yeah. house. And they are... They can't, they can't escape it, and they're forced to raise a child, which is clearly an alien, and grows at, like, uh, yeah. like ten years every three months, or something like that. Yeah, something like that, yeah. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, um... And they can't escape. Yeah. And they, they can't escape. So when we first... And they can't escape. They can't escape, yeah. So when we first started watching it, and we were like, okay, I mean, this is weird, this could be interesting, I'm not sure. Um, and I remember having a thought early on, like... Okay, I see the very heavy-handed, obvious metaphor of, I guess, either living in suburbia sucks or life sucks, one of those two. Um, and I was like, well, but there's this other sci-fi element, so I'm assuming that there, there's going to, you know, 
this is really just like an, uh, an undercurrent to this theme of suburbia and it's actually gonna have like a story relating to like whatever this is, aliens mm -hmm. and being trapped. Um, and then, spoiler alert, no, you never really learn anything by the end. I mean, I, I kind of guessed <laughs> it would be like that by both the title and the fact I'd not heard of it before. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I thought it would have a still kind of unsatisfactory end a la, a la. Mm -hmm. Kind of like 10... Was it 10, 10 Cloverfield Lane, yeah. I think, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. Um, but it kind of didn't. It just ended, yeah. and it, yeah. It's interesting that we both thought of 10 Cloverfield Lane while we were watching it. Um, like, it's mostly about claustrophobia and being trapped, but there is a sci-fi yeah, element. Kind of, kind of twist at the end, which didn't really work in that movie. No. Um, it got ridiculous at the end. But I could see what they were trying to do with it, and I thought they were trying to do that here. And to, but as we got closer to the end, I'm like... Mm. I think it's very... I think it's, like, genuinely... Probably, like, the biggest challenge a filmmaker can face is communicating boredom in a b way that isn't boring. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like, I don't know, like, I think of all the movies where, like, Count of Monte Cristo or something, where, like, someone's in jail for a bit, like, that's a montage. Mm -hmm. and, you know, that, that's hard to do for an entire film. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that is what a lot of this film was about, yeah. was... I mean, they're, they're trapped in this house, and they have shit food, and can't watch TV. Yeah. And don't have any booze. And they're, the child that they're raising, who's a, definitely an alien, is obnoxious. And, very and obnoxious. Very obnoxious and creepy. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then that's kind of it. There are so many, like, kind of drawn-out scenes of, like, the girl, like... They did this, I feel like, multiple times, maybe it just felt like it went on forever, where it's just, like, her on the road looking around, and the camera, like, following her, right? And this just goes on forever, and then, like, both her and Jesse Eisenberg, like, walking around this, you know, magical suburban neighborhood with nobody in it, and, um, yeah, like, kind of being bored and not knowing what's going on, and it just, um, really feels like it fucking drags when you get, probably, around, like, the middle especially. What do you think? I agree. And it was never going to be able to give us a satisfying <laughs> ending. It was, you know, but I did expect and I did hope for like some sort of garbage sci-fi yeah. explanation. Even, yeah, exactly. Something simple. What were these aliens you know, doing and why? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, I don't even need like a, a big deep explanation. No. Just something to tie it up at the end instead of um, she attacks the, the son who's like an adult now. Played very well, very creepy. Yeah, no, the, the acting is good, you know. Yeah. Um, and, like, attacks him, and then he's, like, picking up, like, the curb of the street and, like, goes underneath it. And, like, whoa, now some crazy shit's happening. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, is this going to be, like, you know, like a climactic, like, setup of what's really going on and stuff? No, she just kind of wanders through, like, other Almost hallucinations. Almost, like, hallucinatory for a minute, and then that's it. Um, and then she dies, and Jesse Eisenberg dies, and... The ending is just the um, the sun dude then going to become the realtor that brings people to this place. You know, metaphor, life. Like, that's it. I thought there was going to be something. It's a terrible cycle where you can never escape the yeah. suburbs. But I mean, like, we already got that theme, like, very clearly and heavily throughout the entire movie. I was, like, totally expecting 
something involving like the plot and what's actually going on. These aliens will subject you to disgusting <laughs> tortures, such as having to eat vacuum-packed yeah. shrimp. Yeah, right, yeah. We also talked about um, being kind of reminded of Nope, uh, the Jordan Peele movie. Yeah, the, but, the big yeah, alien yeah kind of, but... Um... Um, because it... Because it was kind of doing like other themes as well, but then mm -hmm. it it concluded the story of the alien at the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not saying the movie was great. It was alright. It was it was better than this. I liked this. it better than this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't really know if I have that much to say about it. it yeah. You know, I don't understand. I mean, what you know, what was the message? I suppose. Yeah. Um. Looking at IMDb, the the people who, who life like is it. Quite a... Yeah, the people who like it seem to say like, no, it's like a you know. A work of like a of like nihilism and you know like okay well I get that I got it I kind of wanted something else you know it's just the whole thing was hanging but on that doesn't make sense form. either because they're not nihilists they're trapped yeah yeah um, and, and then also just the frustration of like um, we were talking about this about just it being like if it, if the metaphor really is just about like suburban life sucks rather than life sucks which I'm not sure um, that's like really hard for me to connect to, personally. Like, okay, you live in a, a big house, um, and you know, he's, Jesse Eisenberg is digging a hole every day, he's trying to like dig out, you know, he's working, get it, and not getting anywhere. Um, trying, you know, wanting to have a better life and can't get anywhere, it's just like, I get it. Um, mm -hmm. but like, I don't know, it's just like, you know, it's just hard for me to be like, oh, it's living in a nice house. You're saying worse things have awful. happened to see than living in suburbia. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Um, I know that you were kind of saying that too when we were watching it. Um, it's like Requiem for a Dream for uh, someone who's never experienced or understood any turmoil or <laughs> problems. Yeah. 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 That feels about right. You know. Um, yeah, very frustrating watch. You know, I mean, do you need to, do I need to go on? There's some real dark shit out there. Yeah. And living in suburbia is not it. Yeah, you know. It's not even close. Not that bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's by a tiny home. So, yeah, I mean, when I was trying to give it the benefit of the doubt watching it, like, maybe, I guess this is, you could say it's not really about suburban life, it's just about life, I guess, sucking and being pointless. And you were like, well, you know, what about different settings? And it's like, well, I'm kind of, I'm assuming that the reason they chose suburbia was to try and not get distracted by other themes, like choosing a more difficult life or something yeah. like that. Do you know what I mean? I wanted it to be about, um, they get there and had, then that, that kid was delivered mm -hmm. in a cardboard box, you know, raise the kid mm -hmm. and everything. And they hate their lives. And then other people start to turn up. Mm -hmm. And I wanted it to be about, initially, it's like, thank God, there are other people, we can talk to them. Mm -hmm. But then people still, still arrive until like, every house is full. Mm -hmm. And they end up establishing an HOA. Yeah, right. And it becomes like hell because mm -hmm. of that. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, that could be fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I actually, I think it would have benefited from being a bit... Well, not even a bit more humor. There's no humor in it, was there? Yeah, it was very just, um, kind of more just straight up, like, depressing, you know, which is fine, can work fine, but with such a silly, like, premise, this idea of, like, I don't know, 
I mean, I'm assuming that they're, like, trapped by aliens or something. Um, to have that kind of premise and then do it totally straight was also, like, I don't know. It just got a bit, like, a little... I think the adult sound was good, mm -hmm. but I think if you wanted to make it humorous, Martin Short. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, that kid has aged from, like, ten years to now, like, an 80-year-old man pretending to be 20. Could be, yeah, could use more He's Martin got, like, Short, a schoolboy yeah. outfit on. Yeah. Got one of the crankies. All right. With, like, a, a big sucker and, like, a little hat. A big sucker. With a bow a on big it. Lolly. A big lolly. Like, he's four years old. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. In, like, yeah, in, like, a school kid outfit. I would love that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't anything else to say about that. You were really annoyed when we finished watching it. I was annoyed. You're like, fuck that movie. <laughs> yeah, well, I just thought it was a huge waste of time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, now now I just, oh, you know. It wasn't the worst, but I, I guess what offends me most about it, not that I'm very offended, mm -hmm. is just that it wasn't like it, oh, it tried to do something and failed. Mm -hmm. Like... Um, I don't know, like, maybe with Nope, you can say, like, oh, I don't think that bit worked, but I could see, what, you know, but maybe it did. Yeah, the, I, think I can see what the, what was behind mm -hmm. that idea and yeah, stuff. And, and the idea works. With this, yeah. it, it's almost like they didn't finish. Yeah. The, the, you know, the actual, like, what's this actually about? Yeah, I was saying to you that it kind of felt to me like, um, they, in a sense, like, almost like they came up with, like, the setting first, and then kind of worked the story yeah. into it. They're like, you know, we can do these... All these big shots of this, you know, these identical green houses, and that'll look interesting. And right, how do we get a story in there? Yeah, and and yeah, yeah, I don't know, maybe not. Obviously, that's not a great way to write anything. Mm -hmm. But you know, there are examples where that's worked. Titanic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Know, it wasn't like James Cameron came up with the story and then went, "Where can I set that?" Yeah. Right. Wait, was there in it? Was there ever a real story about a ship hitting an iceberg? Mm -hmm. Well, you're in luck, James. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you know, but the, the setting wasn't interesting enough to mm -hmm. do that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I don't think Titanic is an amazing movie or anything. But, but as a story, it works. As a story, it works. It feels complete. Pure and, schlock, sure. But... And um, and that setting is like such a huge part of that movie. I think and why people like it, hmm. like just how like the re like faithful recreations. Of interiors of the Titanic and you know how the it's like the effects being really good at the time and do you know not, I mean? the extras were wearing flares that's attention to detail flares <laughs> did not yet exist yeah right yeah. yeah if anything their their jeans were tapered yeah yeah so yeah um yeah, I, know, I know what's next all right what's next bird box yeah, uh, no idea that they did another bird box after touting bird box so loudly. Yes. Uh, I, yeah, we we came across this just scrolling through Netflix. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it more than the first one. Yeah. I didn't. I I wouldn't say I didn't enjoy it, but it wasn't very good. No, I liked the setup of it. Um, we were like actually interested for the first. I don't know, like first act or most of it takes. Know place nine months after what well, we get to know in this one aliens or creatures yeah, some creature. have either attacked or at least appeared on earth and something about them whether it be their probably i think probably they're using like hallucinogenic chemicals or something mm, something that yeah. makes people hallucinate and either want to kill themselves or want to encourage others to kill themselves mm -hmm. yeah and um, yep, and we're introduced in the first bird box to one of these dudes who's like 
in like the funniest scene in that movie, like, open the windows. Let the baby see outside. Yeah. Look. Tom, what's his name? Rev. Yeah. yeah. Very funny. He's um, great. He was great in that. Um, and and this one, the main character um, is one of these people, which was kind of an interesting setup. Yeah, it was a... Uh, through his eyes. A vampire review from the vampire perspective. Yeah. Otto's yeah. favourite. You called it before it even really happened. You were like, that would actually be kind of a cool idea. If they... but, but it doesn't quite become that, because... Yeah. Yeah. They should have done a lot more with that, because it is like that, and then... Um, and then, as it gets closer, like, it was, like, just after the halfway mark where it's, like, they do, like, the reveal, you know, yeah, um, um, and that he could, So... Go ahead. No, sorry. No, go ahead, yeah. So, it's set in a world where, um, the only remedy to these creatures is to have a blindfold. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you're naturally blind, you're actually fine. Mm -hmm. uh, but these creatures, or the chemicals that create these, create these hallucinations, mm -hmm. for whatever reason, don't come inside. Mm -hmm. it, it, you know, so I guess that's where the sort of sci-fi element really comes in, where it's not just like chemicals, but it's also light. Yeah, it's just outdoors, like yeah. it, But it, you can be inside and look out of a window. And see it. And it's see it. And you can look through mm -hmm. a CCTV camera mm -hmm. and see it and, you know, suddenly want to bash your own head in. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, so our man... Um, what were you calling him? Spanish Adam Driver? Sexy Spanish Adam Driver. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he... Yeah, he gets on, you know, he finds some people who take him in. He gets onto a bus where they're all sleeping and drives outside and kills loads of them. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh, not including a man who's had his... who cut out... who had to cut out his own eyes. Mm -hmm. um, who we see survives this crash. Mm -hmm. And we never see him again. Yeah, he just kind of wanders off, yeah. And it's played like he's going to come back. Yeah. You know, because he, he, you know, the, the demons, the monsters can't hurt him. Yeah, because he can't see them. You have to see it. And yeah. the, the people who are going mad and trying to hurt other people aren't interested in people who can't see. Mm -hmm. Hence yeah. why he cut his own eyes they just out. Leave blown. Yeah. Hence why blind people now apparently have complete reign of the city. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Should be more about that. Blind gangs. Yeah, yeah, should be. Should have a reference to Blind Pew, <laughs> whacking people with his mm -hmm. cane. But, so so yeah, I mean, I, I don't like hate that idea or anything, mm -hmm. but it certainly worked better when it was ambiguous as to what was happening. Mm -hmm. um, and in this movie we get, we, we actually kind of get an explanation. It is a creature. At the very end we find that the Spanish military who've occupied, um, I can't remember what it's called, but like the ancient castle mm -hmm. overlooking Barcelona, they've caught a creature and they're mm -hmm. doing tests on it and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, leaving it open for... Another one. Another one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Remember, um... I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it but either. some of it was a I bit... I liked the idea, but it did not fully, like, capitalize on the ideas that it kind of set up, I think. Um, do you remember at the end where... It's, um, the lady and the little girl are, like, running upstairs to try and get to the, um, like, uh... The cable like, car. The cable car mm -hmm. to get over to the castle. Um, and then we get, like, the creature view, and it's just, like, going up the stairs. Like, it can't just float up there, they have to go on stairs. Yeah, we get a couple of predator views. Predator views, yeah. yeah. Um... But not nearly as creepy as the mm -hmm. original predator views. Mm -hmm. They were really good. They were really good, yeah. yeah. That was creepy. Yeah. It still kind of works, yeah. First time um, they did that technique. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it does work in that, yeah. Um, and in this, every time that we see it from like the creature view, I just have a little chuckle. Like, it feels less dangerous, you know. When it's just a velociraptor. When I, yeah, when it's like, I imagine like, yeah, just an invisible creature like going up some stairs, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Less dangerous feeling. Um, yeah, I mean, they've... I mean, who knows? They clearly want to. They clearly want to do a sequel. If they do, they. I wouldn't be surprised if they. Uh, yeah, they will. took back some of that, mm-hmm. you know, and just did something else. But they've basically established it's a. It's an alien mm-hmm. of yeah, some kind or something. Yeah, some kind of. It's either an alien from space thing. or it's an alien from, you know, we cracked open a chasm, sort of shit. Do you remember the bit where the one dude. He's like, I'm a pizza delivery driver, but I have a degree of, in physics. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's uh, the creatures are something to do with quantum something or other. I'm just like, what? Okay. Like, they almost, like... I guess he was just guessing, but it was just kind of weird to, like... That was an attempt for the filmmakers to subtly explain to us that what the creatures do is they make people see. Yeah, which we already knew from watching the first which movie. Which we already knew from the first movie. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know... <laughs> yeah, which... you, you see whatever's... There's already a rip-off yeah. of uh, the Suicide Squid from Red Dwarf. Yeah. If you've ever seen that episode of... Mm. No. no, it's an idea that's been done many times. Yeah. yeah. Stephen King's It, you know, um, a creature that uses your own fears. Yeah, but it doesn't make project. you kill yourself. No, no. Um, it makes you afraid because then you taste better or something like that. It's a weird book. <laughs> yeah, um... Yeah, so they, it's pretty much like, it became so predictable, like, after we got, like, the kind of reveal of, and like, yes, he is, in fact, one of, like, the bad guys, and yeah. he could, but he can kind of control, he sees his dead daughter. He thinks um, that, I, he, yeah, sorry, go on. And, um, yeah, he's, like, religious, and he thinks that, like, he's doing, like, God's work. He thinks it's the um, rapture, basically. He thinks it's, like, the rapture, and that by, um, having these people look at the creature, uh, he sees, like, a white light, like, emitting from them, and he's, I guess he assumes it's, like, their spirits are going to heaven, this is a good thing, um, and, yeah, he just travels around trying to get other people to look at it, and that, so they can either kill themselves or become like he is, um, but, like, all that stuff is stuff that we knew, and then when we get to, like, the halfway mark, um, it became really obvious, at least I thought it was gonna happen, okay, he's gonna redeem, they're gonna show, like, you can actually fight back against it, um, and, you know, decide not to make people take their blindfolds off, um, so you can get redeemed, but then it just turns into, like, a really awkward, like, fist fight with the priest guy that we see at the very beginning, who, like, barely shows up throughout, and then they get to, like, duke it out in a final battle, and it's just like, I don't don't care, you know? Yeah, and they both end up skewered. Yeah. On the same rebar, mm-hmm. but like Spanish Jordan Peterson. Spanish Jordan Peterson, just that's right. Just like Jordan Peterson, that's yeah. the extent of that comment. Yeah. Is skewered and then like pulls the hero, Spanish Adam Driver, in. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you could have you could have completely avoided that dude. It's like he gave up. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, and the priest guy is just a dude. Like, just, do you even need to worry if he's following you, you know, because he, like, they're trying to get to the, like, cable cars to go to the castle, and our main dude is like, I'm gonna stay behind and fight him so the, the lady and the little girl can escape and go to the castle, but, like, why? It's just one guy, 
and he had other dudes with him. Like, what happened to his to his posse? They just disappeared at one point. We saw one of them get exploded. Yeah, they but, did just disappear. Yeah. But then I thought there were others, and they just weren't there anymore. Oh, there's so, a car on fire. I'm gonna leave. Yeah, yeah. There's a car on fire. I'm gonna leave. Yeah. It was a wasted idea. Mm-hmm. Because the the idea was, okay, one of these insane people who can see the creatures, mm-hmm. presumably, or has at least looked at them and not kill themselves, and mm-hmm. is now you know deranged gets over it Mm -hmm. and realizes oh this is manipulation you know Mm -hmm. it wants me to do this but Mm -hmm. you know whatever i thought is wrong Mm -hmm. and then what he does with that is he rescues two people and dies Mm -hmm. i'd have much preferred if he had come to that earlier and the film was actually about that Mm -hmm. and like he's oh actually now that he's gotten over it he's got this extraordinary power yeah he can see where where he can go out and these creatures aren't aren't killing him mm-hmm. and he can he can like fight back against it he can tame one yeah i want him riding one yeah i thought it was a waste as well and everyone has to look at him when he's riding that. it like that <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean yeah it, that could have been an interesting idea if like yeah if it even happened earlier and then yeah he basically is like becomes immune to it you know um that would actually be interesting yeah i also mentioned that. i wanted to be honest, I wanted Vidoff. I wanted it to be about Vidoff waking up in the hospital, uh, kind of like 28 days later, mm-hmm. with like a big like lobotomy scar. Mm-hmm. He's been in an accident or something, and now he's missing the important part of his brain mm-hmm. that these creatures can affect. Mm-hmm. Like just being immune, you mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's kind of implied these creatures might be invisible. Mm-hmm. So I just yeah. like the idea of Vidoff walking around Barcelona, like looking around, and it's just... Stan and Towley fighting invisible monsters. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's in the yard. <laughs> in the yard, because they're so Ran- high. Randy and Towley. Ran- yeah. Oh, yeah, Randy and Towley, yeah. yeah. Just, like, doing this yeah. to nothing ah! in the yard. Yeah. But then we see it from we see it from their perspective, and they're fighting monsters. Yeah. I kind of wanted it to be a bit... I mean, I know it's going to be that, but... Yeah. I didn't hate, hate it. It did seem... It, I mean, definitely towards the end, it kind of lost its way. Yeah. Big time. What's definitely. next? Um, Bird Box Berlin. Bird Box Barnsley. Um, next, you've got uh, the BBC thing. No, I mean... Oh, what's what? Sorry. I mean, oh, the ne- what's the next Bird Box movie? Well, I don't know. I mean, what do you do with the idea that you've captured one? Um, that seemed more like... It, it, it gets was, out? I guess, yeah. Um, but then... You know, we don't have our hero dude who's fought back against it. I guess, are we going to see other people be able to do that too? Um, fight against it, but that sounds boring because that's like what we did in this one. Okay. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I bet you the next one will be set 15 years ahead mm-hmm. and it will take almost... It will take place almost totally in space, on like I, seriously, I bet you this. Yeah. On the space station, and it will be like most of Earth now has managed to contain this mm-hmm. somehow, and we've got a live specimen on this space station because it's the safest place to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How have they got them up there? Who you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm right. not saying I want this. This is what I bet it is. Yeah, right. And then it, it's al- in space. it's alien, mm-hmm. but people hallucinating mm-hmm. and they've all been you know they've all been drilled mm-hmm. you know to know it can do that and stuff and, and then we get to see oh no it's my wife telling me mm-hmm. to get into this garbage compactor or whatever <laughs> yes. yeah right mm-hmm. yeah okay no I, I bet the next one <coughs> is batshit 
Yeah. 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 Okay. That could be a good or a bad. Because the natural progression is set it set it somewhere else, beginning with B. Mm-hmm. So it won't be that. Mm-hmm. It'll be yeah. Yeah, I mean definitely, Bird Box Barcelona. Yeah. Um, what else were you saying? Um, after we watched it, you were like, the next one will be Bird Box like Bogota. <laughs> Bird Box Bologna. Yeah. yeah. Bird Box Britain. It'd be fun. Bird Box Britain. Yeah. Yeah. The whole series, they're just places with a B name. <laughs> yeah. Is there a state with a B name, beginning with B? No, there isn't. It just goes from A to C. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's how I learned it. <laughs> we had nothing like that. Yeah. Middlesex, Sussex, Herefordshire, Hertfordshire. Yeah. I don't know, how many, I guess, how many counties do you have there? At least three. <laughs> At least three, yeah. Like, like a hundred or something. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway, what's anyway. next? Anyway. Um, so, yeah, uh, other stuff you were going to talk about. BBC thing, the Italy thing, what do you prefer? Whatever. Country. Um, why don't you tell us about Kenshi? Okay, yeah. Because um, I'd never heard of this until you were playing it, and it does look interesting. All right, uh, Kenshi is a video game that I've been playing uh, on and off for, like, f- four years? Mm-hmm. I think it was released in about 2018, but it might have been in kind of like an open beta or early access before then, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's a, um, It's an RPG game that I particularly like because it is... Uh, very unique, both in its mechanics and its tone. I really go back to it for its world. And I was thinking about it because uh, one of the comments we had uh, a couple of episodes back about RimWorld mm-hmm. was someone saying that they they like RimWorld because it... I can't remember what it was. Like they, It's not like Nihilist, but it keeps... Keep, reminds them, like you need reminding, of like how arbitrary the world is. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it does, you know, Rimwall's really good at that, you know, you can, if you want, you can have a nice little colony where people are happy and have a swimming pool. If you want, you can butcher people and make them into hats. Um, uh, And um, Kenshi is kind of similar in that it it is kind of that nasty, but I'd actually describe it as way more adult. Uh, not that like Rimworld is childish, mm-hmm. but um, the way it's presented is sort of. Uh, I wouldn't even. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Just so what Kenshi is is, um, you control one two, with mods two hundred and fifty six characters. They have no backstory. They mm-hmm. have no needs, no wants mm-hmm. except for food, and you can arm them and essentially beat people up with. Mm-hmm. Weapons such as katanas and things like that. Would you call it open world? It's open world. Yeah. It's got a really massive handmade open world. Mm-hmm. And um, it is so big that a lot of it, you know, inevitably takes place from a zoomed out place. Mm-hmm. And if you look at it and you've. If you look at it and you've never. You don't know what it is, I mean, it looks like ass. 
and like the graphic quality and stuff. Yeah. yeah, it looks like an older game. It, it oh yeah, it looks like something. It looks like something made in a parallel universe in twenty thirteen mm -hmm. that that was going to be, like it looks way older than it was, and like it was going to be a huge project that was like shelved halfway through. Mm -hmm. But it's not. It's an independent thing, initially made by like one dude in his bedroom, and then like a few people. And I think it's like, I, I think it's a masterpiece, mm -hmm. it, as extremely flawed and occasionally buggy as it is. Mm -hmm. Graphically it's very flawed and mm -hmm. your little men get trapped sometimes, you have to reset them or reload and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, you can you control, you know, one person, a group, there are no quests, uh, there's nothing to do, you could never commit to violence and make money by like mining if you want. Mm -hmm. uh, but the world is exceptionally violent and broken. It's set in a world... Is this making sense? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. It's set in a world... Um... So spoilers, I suppose, if anyone fancies playing it or anything. Mm. It's really lore-rich, but there is no lore given to you. You have to find it in books and from what people say. And all of that, even, is tinged with opinion from different factions. Mm -hmm. So you never really get the definitive lowdown on what's happened. Mm -hmm. Like, what's happened? Isn't it, like, thousands of years after something? So what, what, so what, we, what I know is um, you're on a landlocked moon. And this landlocked moon has an enormous ruined space elevator. So at some point, presumably, you were on the planet. Although mm -hmm. maybe not, I don't know. But presumably, at some point this landlocked moon was um of which you only play on one continent and perhaps there are other continents that are not in kenshi mm -hmm. um kenshi so sorry got a bit lost there <laughs> so so you're on this landlocked moon and um what happened was a, about a thousand years ago the second empire uh, decayed and fell over possibly decades, possibly hundreds of years. And and it's really opaque as to what happened. We know that the Second Empire was probably ruled by robots, which are never called robots, they're called skeletons. Mm -hmm. We don't know who made them, we don't know if they're the master race and if they made humans or if it's vice versa. They possibly, in the Second Empire, they probably had a ruling position mm. um but also it kind of seems like the second empire was in, was put in place as an emergency because the first empire before it mm. which we're talking 2000 years ago something happened there was some sort of enormous calamity and it it was destroyed overnight mm. and it, there are all these like like ruins and like there are all these ruins elements. but they're not even from the first empire yeah like almost all the ruins you see mm. are from the second empire yeah which is still really opaque as to what happened yeah i mean it, just from listening to you talk about it um something that you brought up a lot that i think is a really fun idea is just that like the lore of the world is like kind of like deep but like you have to find it yourself and like yeah like contradictory things like those big skeletons yeah. Um, that you just see, like, in the distance sometimes, like, the size of, like, a mountain. Like, that is so creepy. Um, yeah, and, and you, you find all these, like, incredible set pieces that, you know, you just, just find on your own. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I've played the game many times. The first time I played, I never even got to the south. I never even found the skin bandits. Mm. Um, the skin bandits. Yeah, they're, they're skeletons who um, think they're humans, but kind of know they're not humans. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and they skin humans and wear mm. their skin. Yeah, it's a pretty brutal game in some parts. Like, yeah. Sometimes I'll like look at you and you're like, you have like torture devices and stuff. Um, the peeler. Like, yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like flaying somebody and yeah. Um, yeah. Or feeding them to like weird monsters, stuff like that. Yeah. 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 So so um, what's happened is is that the you know the world is ruined and now the world you find yourself in is is de- at first appears to be divided between essentially like three warring ish factions. One are like super super religious fanatics. Uh, one are um, like hyper militarists to the point where they've had to ban dueling because mm-hmm. they were dueling faster than they could reproduce. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other one is essentially an analog for the United States. It's called the United Cities, and it's corrupt to its core uh, to the point where it's you know clearly decaying and. No one cares, mm-hmm. or no one in power cares. But but then you know you know so you you kind of start there in hell, you know these different types of hells where no one has enough to eat and like the countryside is just roving with people who will beat you up to eat your food at best. Mm-hmm. You know potentially they'll enslave you mm-hmm. and you'll end up in a cage. Mm-hmm. And then you go out of there, you finally get out of there, and you realise like that's the best bit. Mm-hmm. It gets worse. Yeah, it right. gets so much worse. It's, uh, it's it's very good in how, um, yeah, both broken the world is, the world it makes is, but also, you know, all the people in it, almost all the people in it, have been born into it, and they just, that it's just the world. Mm-hmm. It's not like post-apocalyptic, like you've still got people who can remember mm-hmm. what it was like, really. There are a couple of people, you know, a couple of skeletons and things like that, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's yeah. got a... Re- and and it, with the law as well being hidden, it's very sparse. Mm-hmm. There's hardly any. It never hits you with it. And it never really tells... Like I say, it never tells you what the truth is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it certainly looks good. I'll have to play it at some point. It looks it looks so, like, desolate when I see... Yeah. Like, your little tribe or group or whatever running around. Um, it's just like, yeah, it's it looks kind of like a hellscape. A lot of times. Yeah, and obviously I haven't really even described the gameplay, mm-hmm. which like I say is RPG, and you arm your people, and they get better over time mm-hmm. with stuff, and usually in fights you don't die, you know, so a lot of your experience comes from getting beaten up. It's kind of, I wouldn't call it a novelty, but it's a different thing of, you don't get experience from, just from fighting people. If, you, if, you fight, if you're like level 70, mm-hmm. and you fight a group of turds, you're not going to get anything from that. You only learn from fighting people who are better than you or from losing. Mm-hmm. So it's got this real kind of... Yeah, it's really brutal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And is it also... Um, you can kind of like specialize in some of your characters, right? You specialize in weapons. So you... Mm-hmm. Yeah, eventually, you know, you... Like if you've got a swordsman, over time they're going to get better with all swords. But if they only ever use a katana, they're going to get really good at using the katana. Right, yeah. Yeah, and different yeah. swords have different... Like a katana is probably better indoors, but like a big, like naginata or something, like a spear sword mm-hmm. is better outdoors and stuff like that. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's not just human characters, right? You can get robot characters in your team too. Get you? robot characters. You can get yeah. Shek, which are like uh, those guys with the horns mm-hmm. who've been 
genetically bred, almost certainly during the Second Empire, as enforcers. Mm. And there's an even younger race of, they call them Hive. They're like stick insect people. Mm. And they're all like asexual and they have a queen. Mm. Yeah, right. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and it funny. deals with a lot, you know, lots of things about religion and mm. uh, race. There's yeah. loads of racism everywhere and mm -hmm. all yeah. sorts of things. Yeah, it like seems loads pretty, of sexism and pretty dark overall. Yeah, yeah. but in a fun way. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it, it's yeah, it does well at not being very black and white. Like mm -hmm. some, you know, some factions are definitely more evil than others. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I get you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else to say about that? I'm looking forward to Kenshi 2, mm. where I think there will be boats. Right, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. They're, they're doing a second one. Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Well, I guess at some point you'll get that, and maybe I'll play the first one on your account or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, if you have any questions, I can tell you, but... Um. What are what are some other of the torture devices? Yeah, that's some that's of the, it. Oh, just the yeah. flavor. Okay, that's some of the funniest shit that I see. Like the combat, like sometimes looks like brutal and hilarious. Where you'll see like somebody's like leg chopped off and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, pretty intense. Yeah, yeah. it can be really satisfying as well uh, when you first start it. Um, all of your characters have like no skills in anything. Hmm. So at the start, like combat's like quite long and it looks dumb, mm -hmm. like people going mm -hmm. yeah. and stuff. But that, that's just because they have no skill. And eventually it gets to the point where you've got like a squad of people who are really good and mm -hmm. it looks really cool to watch them mm -hmm. fight. And I'll, yeah, I'll never forget the first time I realized they were getting better was when I had this dude like run across the desert. Mm -hmm. Like on his own volition and just drop kick somebody into the head and just said KO. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it does look fun. Yeah, I'd never heard of it until you played it. So. Do you want to tell the good people about what you've been doing in The Sims? Oh, I have been playing a bit of The Sims. But it's a little bit frustrating because every time, whenever I go back to it now, I'm like, man, I can't wait for Life by You. I'm going to be disappointed. Where I can. Well,. I mean, probably at the start, but as they develop it more, like just having a color wheel. Yeah, God, I, that would be so great. To be honest, just the idea that they will, that Life by You will be being developed, mm -hmm. is kind of what appeals. Mm -hmm. Like rather than The Sims, where they've just given up. Yeah, just, here's some add more crap. junk. I know, like yeah, I just saw there's another freaking expansion coming out with horses. Horses. Somebody made a, a horses mod like years ago. For it, you know. Yes, but it wasn't EA, and they didn't uh -huh. make any money for EA. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. But do you want to tell them what you've been doing? Oh yeah, I started. Do you want to fess up to this? <laughs> yeah. She's making a sex dungeon. I made an Andrew Tate house. Um, don't, think, don't, I, don't look I think at me. I did tell a, them. A pretty good job of how he looks. You know, basically Gollum. Um, <laughs> sorry, um, with no chin. Yeah, um, like there's. A, I think I think his baldness suits him. Yeah. I don't get me wrong. I think the guy's an absolute titwank. Yeah. But I I don't think he's ugly. He he's not ugly, but he's gross. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, don't dig yeah. on, don't Anyways. dig on him for the way he looks. Dig on him yeah. for being an absolute piece of garbage. Yeah. No, that's just more of just a side note. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Um, yeah. Made also, your mum smells like elderberries. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. yeah so you, um, yeah. So I, I chose a like a, a nice Eastern European neighborhood and put his monstrosity of a house in there and made it kind of like the way it looks like it's done at his house. Where if you ever seen like because we did a video by Under Tate, um, like photos of his house like from above. There are these like little like cubicle houses like in a big row, um, where I'm assuming all the sex work takes place. And Crazy. Yeah. So my Andrew Tate in my games, you know, I haven't gotten there yet. I'm still working on the ridiculous house. It looks like it was designed by a 12 year old. That's how I imagine it. Um, yeah, and he'll, he'll have um, people locked into rooms, doing social media for money. That's a uh, yeah. Because I've done that in another game yeah, where I had yeah. like I had like a, um, a like a cult that I made. Yeah. And um, this dude was living in like a like a bunker in um, like, like Strangerville or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I like um, that one too. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, he like <laughs> he had like little cells in the bottom floor, and one dude <laughs> he like I made him move in, and then locked him in the cell, and then he spent li like literally just like a there's a cot and like a toilet and a easel, and he became a master painter. Um, which then the cult leader dude sells on, at, at, on the side of the road in this like dilapidated town for like <laughs> eight thousand simoleons a time or something. Uh, more. Yeah. Yeah. You get master quality paintings. You sell them for like a hundred thousand by the side of the road. By the side of the road. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you get this master painter. Yeah. Um, I was gonna do that with like do several of them. Like have like a a knitter in one, like selling like <laughs> expensive knitting. <laughs> <coughs> On, like, the Sim Etsy thing in-game. Um, yeah. So you're going to do that with your your girls? Your Andrew Tate's girls? Andrew Tate girls, yeah. You're going to, yeah. Didn't you say you are going to, like, uh, make the rooms decked out with flirty material? Yes, so that, so they, so that you can they're make starving. flirty video types, yeah. They're, <laughs> what was it? They're, they're starving, they haven't slept. But uh, none of their needs are met, but they're really but horny. But very horny, yeah. <laughs> so they'll keep doing Because you have to, if you want to have like one of the emotional types of, like the video station, it's basically like, like they're like a YouTuber. Um, yeah, and um, there's different, like if your sim is angry, you can do an angry rant video. I wonder where they got that from. Um, angry rants. Surely that's a, a Joe joke. Anyway. Um, so you have to be like, in, if you're in a certain like extreme emotional state, you can make specific types of videos. And yeah, flirty is one of them, flirty video. And yeah, they'll be making flirty videos. Um, and yeah, all the money will go to him. And I don't know, there's gotta be some way I can make armed guards. I haven't decided yet how to make that work. But yeah. Can't, couldn't you just get a prop? Like, like a statue almost. Um, Perhaps, perhaps. Or do you, any, you want them to be on patrol? No, not necessarily. Yeah, I'm not really sure how that would work Maybe out. Maybe they could I hadn't get a mod yet. that lets them shoot in the mailman. Yeah, I mean, I don't have that, like, murder mod or whatever. I've heard that it's really good and intense. That's just why I've not had it. I've seen pictures. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Like, Sim's getting hit by cars, and there's just, like, a twisted, bloody pile of limbs. Like, goddamn. I don't really know if I want that in my Sims game. Maybe. <laughs> just in one... Yeah, if I can keep, if I can yeah. strain it to one neighborhood, perhaps, or something, that would be good, but, um, yeah, I mean, I do lots of shit like this in The Sims, just make yeah. banana stuff, that's the fun of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's next? Um, okay, you wanted to talk about the BBC thing. BBC 
Hugh Edwards, mm -hmm. John Simpson, Roger mm -hmm. Square. Okay. Yeah, I know nothing about this, really, so. Thanks. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you may have heard, it happened about a week ago now, um, that Hugh, do you know who Hugh Edwards is? Mm -hmm. He's a, I suppose, a very famous BBC news anchor, mm -hmm. news reader, um, who has been around for, like, more than 20 years, I think, and... He's even so sort of famous and trusted that he was the guy who delivered the news to the nation about Queen Elizabeth II dying. Uh, it's come out that he has been suspended uh, from the BBC pending an investigation, I suppose, um, because he has allegedly spent like £40,000 over the last three years uh, buying photos from a girl starting at her being 17. Mm -hmm. She's now like 20. Mm -hmm. The police have looked into it and said that actually nothing illegal happened. Mm -hmm. But uh, it looks like he has been doing that. Mm -hmm. um, the mother of the girl says that uh, she's been doing it to fund her crack cocaine addiction. Right. But the girl denies that. I mean, girl, she's like 20. Mm -hmm. But... I don't think she's been named. Um, and I just wanted to sort of see what you thought about that. Like, mm. he's not done anything illegal. His wife came out and said, oh, actually, he's got mental health issues and he's mm. currently inpatient. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. Um, so I don't know if that means she knew about this. Yeah. It's not really clear what the photos are. I mean, well, I'm, they must have been explicit. But... What's the inpatient treatment for? She she said he's been suffering from from severe depression for years. Okay. But I I don't know if there's something else or whatever. But mm -hmm. but I was wondering if um you know there've been people like calling for his resignation and stuff. Mm -hmm. Bearing in mind he did not do anything illegal, the police say. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Do you think he should resign? Um. Or be kicked. Uh, I mean. I try to imagine if I were in that position, being him, I'd probably resign just for the embarrassment factor, you know, yeah. and maybe just kind of move on, because, um, yeah, I mean, so the girl was 17 to start. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, right. And she doesn't say he did anything wrong. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, so this has been in the news, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what is the tone of the conversation? Are people saying, like... You know, he should quit, and he should be fired, or... Well, I think that, that kind of what changes it is, like, if it was, like, someone on CNN, mm -hmm. you know, it would be, you know, up to CNN. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, is Wolf Blitzer going to use this as a retirement opportunity? Is CNN going to kick him? Mm -hmm. But, like, this is the BBC, which is obviously, you know... I think 75% of it is funded directly by the licence fee, and the rest is pretty much funded by the government mm -hmm. one way or another through subsidiaries and uh, subsi subsidies and things like that. Yeah, right. So I guess you could bring that into the the, the mix mm. of like, it's not as simple mm -hmm. as that. Yeah, you know, he's essentially a... Almost like a... He's almost like a public, public servant, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I get you. Hmm. Yeah. But again, he's, you know, legally he's done nothing wrong, so it's a moral question. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, that does sound pretty 
immoral, I guess. Uh, why? Why? What's immoral about it? Well, I mean, it, a lot of this is just my opinion. Like, I know I understand like the age of consent in the UK is like sixteen, mm -hmm. right? And here it can be. It depends on what state you're in. It can be sixteen here. Yeah. Can't be sixteen. Yeah. Um, it could be fourteen with parental permission. It could be, you know, you get married. Dear Any, sir, anyway. I give permission for my daughter to have sex. Yeah. Um, However, I mean, just to me, a seventeen-year-old is a child. So that's yeah, pretty gross. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. You know, especially like having a couple of nieces who are seventeen. Like those are children. You know. Yeah. Um, I would find it disturbing if. How old is this guy? 50-something. Yeah, right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, do you, I don't know, do people get fired for, like, moral reasons? I guess so. Um, yeah, but he, again, you know, he, he, it's not like he works, you know, at the power plant, is it? I mean, he's on TV. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. I don't know. What's your opinion? Um... What is my opinion? I don't know. I, I, I think I would have to look further into it. Um, I think, you know, it, again, I guess I don't really care. Mm -hmm. I guess if I were, I, I was, you know, the director general of the BBC, mm -hmm. I'd be like, hi, Hugh. Mm -hmm. If you don't quit now, I'm going to fucking rake you through the coals. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna burn you fucking down. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do. Mm -hmm. I'd want him to. I'd want to get rid of him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This. This is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. definitely at the very least. I'm not saying that should happen or shouldn't happen, but yeah. It, yeah. But that's what. Yeah, you'd probably yeah. do. Yeah. I. Yeah. I'd. I'd threaten him. I'd say, if you're not gonna resign, I'm gonna blow this up. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna bring you into it. I'm gonna bring your wife into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll. 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 You know. Because I mean, he's fucked. He's never gonna work again. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But I. I. You know. I. I guess it depends, you know. So, like, you in, know, in this we, country, we, could, could we can drop everything mm -hmm. we want on the Daily Mail. We can make you a fucking national joke for six months running. Mm -hmm. You want that? Yeah, right. Are you mm -hmm. gonna fuck off? Yeah, I mean. Oh, sorry. Of... I've been watching too much Logan Roy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah. Um... I also wanted to take that opportunity to ask you about the idea of a TV license. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I don't totally understand it. Like, households pay a TV license mm -hmm. in the UK? Mm -hmm. Is it in your taxes, or you have to, like, pay it? You, pay have, it? you have to pay it. You have to, to apply for it signal? and get a certificate. Nope. Uh, anyone can get a TV signal. Mm -hmm. uh, you see, it kind of, it, you know, it kind of was out of date, like, 20 years ago, mm -hmm. when people started to get to the internet and watch the internet on TV. Mm -hmm. You only have to pay for the license if you watch live TV. Or if you watch BBC iPlayer. Right. Okay. Um, so and that's for funding the BBC and... Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And 75% of their, I think 5 billion, 75% of their whole funding comes from that. Right. And what is the license fee? £159. Is about that $200. Like yearly or one time? Yearly. To watch live TV? Yeah. Okay. But if you don't watch live TV, if you just use your TV to watch like Netflix, mm -hmm. you'd have to pay it. Yeah, okay, I get you. Huh. So, right. yeah, who's going to admit to that? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, I paid it one time. Yeah, right. Yeah. 
when I was a student, I paid it the first year, and then it was like, well, yeah, I just won't watch BBC live TV. Yeah, I get you. Um, so what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, that's different than what we have here, you know. Um, obviously, I mean, you know. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it seems like foreign to me, I guess, just that idea. I mean, you know, here, like, yeah, you can just get TV signal and, you know. It's paid for with ads. Yeah. And you get PBS, which is um, paid for by donations. Donations. Just look at that for free. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I guess the thing about the the BBC, well, I mean, do you want to talk about this? If you want to. <laughs> I guess. Um, I guess the thing is, is like, uh, you know, they do have good journalism. Mm. And I do think they do a public good. And if they didn't exist, I think you could risk way more of the, uh, uh, way more uh, interference and actual control from the Murdoch Empire mm. in Britain, which already has a dismal stranglehold mm -hmm. on a good portion of that country's mainstream media um however you know i i studied film and tv at school and everyone involved in the bbc said it's run by people who went to cambridge in the 80s and 90s and are coked out of their minds mm -hmm. um i don't know about that but definitely the cambridge thing mm -hmm. is is true they wouldn't get people from Oxford even. It would have to be Cambridge. It was a club. Mm. You know, and it's meant, you know, it's meant to be for the public good and public information. And definitely an element of it is. But then why am I paying a license fee? Paying. Mm. Why am I paying a license fee uh, for you guys to make Strictly Come Dancing? Mm -hmm. And yeah. to pay the, you know, and to make the Great British Bake Off. Mm -hmm. uh, fuck off. Um, the way they justify those things is we have to compete. Mm -hmm. We have to make, you know, oh no, no, Strictly Come Dancing. Yeah, it, it costs millions and millions to produce, so, mm -hmm. you know, of, of licensed payers' money, mm. but it gets really good ratings. Well, so and what? We, yeah, well, yeah. so what? That's what I think. Yeah. Well, so what? If it was up to me, I wouldn't get rid of the BBC, although, depending on where you look, Two-thirds of voters want rid of it, want of the, rid of the license fee, not necessarily the BBC, but the license fee. Mm -hmm. I'd get rid of the license fee. Um, and I'd I'd make B I think they've got ten TV channels still. I I'd make BBC One and BBC Two really good mm -hmm. and really informative mm -hmm. and documentaries and news. And you know, yeah, leave the fuck it if no yeah. one watches. Yeah, I mean, is it it's non-profit BBC or is yeah, it, is yeah. it yeah yeah I well, mean they're always on a deficit. Yeah, well, I mean, who gives shit if they if they get good ratings or not? Yeah, that's, if that's not what it's for. Because you can you know. still have the power of you know Im impartial journalism. Yeah. You know you sure you know I mean yeah yeah I mean I definitely <sighs> think that if we you know had something like that here where like you have to pay like a fee to this you know, to a nonprofit that's supposed to be like a you know news organization primarily and yeah and they were actually making dancing with the stars like i'd be pretty fucking annoyed that my tax dollars were going to that right you know, yeah yeah not tax dollars but you know public yeah money so yeah because you you know in britain it's yeah you can have a 
television, you know, you can have a monitor mm -hmm. and not watch BBC, mm -hmm. but you can't watch any live TV. You can't watch, you know, a commercial live TV mm -hmm. program. Right. Yeah. You know, and they used to, I don't know how much now, they used to send people around to people's houses. I remember you telling me that. Yeah. Yeah. They sent, they sent a guy around to my dad's house um, because he didn't have a license, because he didn't have a TV. Mm -hmm. And this guy was like, knocked on his door and said, and was like looking through the window. Mm -hmm. And was like, I see you've got a TV. And my dad's like, that's not a TV, that's my computer. Mm -hmm. And this guy tried to come in. All right. And my dad had to like stop him. And this guy was like, I have the right to come in here. This was like 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And my dad was like, come back with a cop. Come yeah. back with a policeman. Yeah. And the guy was really pissed off. Never saw him again. Over watching TV? Yeah. Do you have a license for that? All right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't do that here, could you? I don't think so, no. I don't, I don't think that would fly here at all. Yeah, um, but what I wanted to say, yeah, this reminds me of, of one thing real quick mm -hmm. about the BBC. Um, I remember watching the BBC news when Baghdad fell and there was um, a journalist at the... Do you remember the statue of Saddam mm -hmm. Hussein being toppled? Mm -hmm. There was a BBC journalist um, called John Simpson in front of it. And he, I remember him talking about, like, this is a momentous moment. The crowds are swelling in here, and it, they have spontaneously decided to take the statue down. Mm -hmm. And then, like, uh, about four or five years later, I remember watching something else, and, some, and the, someone was saying on this documentary, or whatever it was, that was completely staged. It, it was done at American military behest mm -hmm. and they got loads of, you know, not sympathizers, but they got loads of like pro-Western Iraqis. They bust them in mm -hmm. and they staged it all. Mm -hmm. It wasn't right. spontaneous at all. And I, I remember like trying to look that up. Mm -hmm. Like, did John Simpson lie about this? I couldn't remember his name and I was like, it wasn't John Sessions. It was, you know, mm -hmm. And I just couldn't find anything, any acknowledgement that it was lied about. Mm -hmm. Like, so what happened? Mm -hmm. John Simpson went to, he was in Tiananmen Square mm -hmm. when the Chinese started firing. He was in Romania when Ceausescu fell. You know, he's a proper seasoned uh, war correspondent. Mm -hmm. But he lied about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. He was part of the media circus. Mm -hmm. Um... During the Iraq war, uh, the BBC was actually turned off on certain battleships, mm -hmm. British battleships, because the military said that the BBC was too pro-Iraqi. Mm. A later analysis found that of all British media, the BBC was actually the most pro-war. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Probably because they were scared of being criticised for criticising. Mm -hmm. That's a recurring problem. Right. Fidros Square is where that came down, and it was a... You know, it was a propaganda moment. Mm. And I guess I've just never been able to really trust the BBC since finding that out. Mm. Yeah, right. I get you. Like, at best, they were tricked into that. Mm. I don't think they were tricked. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, you know, for me, the purpose of having something like the BBC is for actual fair, impartial news and, uh, yeah, eat shit, because you've not been providing it. Yeah. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I no. get you. But I think they make some great programs, and you know, they genuinely a lot of their new stuff is good. Yeah. But it's always been tinged for me with that. I get you. I mean, I guess that's just part of the. And if you ever read it, it's like written from like you can you can see BBC News like especially what's his name Rory Kemple Jones or something the tech guy. It's all like toffs. It's all like upper middle class people who have no fucking idea. Yeah right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I I'm not a toff. I, I I went to St Andrews. Yeah. <laughs> right. Italy. Yeah. LGBTQ. Yeah. Tell me about this too. I think I just. Caught a glimmer of it in um, the newsfeed. Italy has begun removing uh, the non-biological same-sex parent mm. on same-sex I think it's actually just lesbians yeah, right now. Yeah, that's what I thought I saw as well. Um, say on same-sex parent birth certificates. Mm -hmm. So they're keeping the biological mother, mm -hmm. but not the non-biological mother. Mm -hmm. uh, surrogacy is illegal in Italy. Right. So that, that. that's why there's not that problem. Right. Okay. Who goes on the birth certificate if it's a surrogate? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> right. Why is it illegal? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Uh, something. Something. Catholicism. Right. Okay. That would make sense, I guess. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Like, what a terrible step backwards. Mm -hmm. um, but also, um, the lead singer of Placebo, mm -hmm. I think this week. Uh, did a gig in Italy to like 5,000 people mm -hmm. and ended it by calling the Prime Minister um, of Italy uh, basically a fucking fascist. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and now, which which isn't that interesting <laughs> by itself, but now Italy have said that they're going to open up an investigation because he may have broken laws against disparaging the state. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to me that's even more interesting than the whole... Uh, we're doing this bananas, like, absolutely fucking bureaucratically worthless thing of removing people from birth certificates. Like, what does that accomplish? Yeah, like, Apart why? from being a dickhead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love the idea that they'll be going after a non-Italian uh, celebrity for saying, fuck you, Prime Minister, you're a fascist. Yeah, right. Like, how will I prove that I'm not a fascist? I'll crush him! <laughs> yeah, right. <coughs> hmm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dickhead. Um, yeah, it's actually illegal, apparently, to disparage the institutes of government, police, or army. Your army's a fucking joke, right? I mean... Yeah. Yeah. They're such an American now. Oh, yeah, because British people think Italian armies... Are, ooh, ooh, no, ooh. just not because of that, just because whenever you bring up... George will occasionally just talk about, like, You see what the American military will do to you! They will crush you! American military. I wasn't saying that. You've said that so many times. I wasn't saying that here. But <laughs> no, no, no not here. It just made me think of that and chuckle for completely unrelated reasons. So oh, yeah. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. When have I said that about who? I Bloody can't French. American will crush you. <laughs> I can't remember what you were talking about last time it came up, but yeah, just occasionally. Yeah. Nothing. That's it. Sorry. Damn. Yeah. Jeez. All right. You're a fucking ferret. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, what is the stated reasoning for this, um, for taking just lesbians off birth certificates? Their stated reason is Italy is a place where men and women have children. Okay. Right. And what are the consequences of this? Um, I would assume there'd be legal 
consequences. Like, one of those parents, I would assume, the one who's not on the birth certificate might have some difficulty with, um... Yeah. Like, public services, maybe, or... Well, uh, you know, even things like, well, if the kid goes to a hospital, is the woman not on the birth certificate not going to be able to get in? Yeah, or not be able to make health care decisions for their child. So there are real consequences, but it it just, it strikes me, I mean, yes, there are real consequences, but it's incredibly petty. Yeah, Um, yeah, I get you. Get a grip. Yeah, I mean, it just reminds me of, you know, the long battle to get... Um, for gay marriage, like, because this is part of it, is people think, like, well, you know, you know, marriage to me is a religious thing, so, like, don't get, you know, it shouldn't be, they shouldn't be able to get married, like, they could, you know, do some other thing. But marriage has, like, financial and legal benefits, um, that, like, actually do make a difference, you know? Yeah. Like, your partner should be able to, you know, have a say in, yeah, like, your wishes in terms of your medical care and... You know, should be able to, um, like, you know, be on the same mortgage together, and you know what I mean. I mean, like, if it's a religious thing, then you're saying um, Christian marriage yeah. is for men and women, and that's fine. That's a religious thing. Yeah. That's fine. It's a religious okay. Thing, so. Boom. Church of George. Only gays can get married. Yeah. Also, um, straight people in the Church of George, um, marriage is not between a man and a woman. That's yeah. the one thing we don't allow. None yeah, of that. Yeah. None of that. Yeah, they can I mean, bang, but I mean, definitely, there's issues where you know, you know, like before gay marriage was legal, where you know, like it, like say your your spouse, your partner dies, and mm-hmm. you know they want to leave their house and their like money and stuff to you and military benefits, you can't, military benefits, yes, uh, law enforcement um, pensions, uh, health insurance in general, yeah, you know, being on you know, the shared. So so get rid of all those benefits, and then yeah, who cares if people get married or not? Get rid of all his benefits. Yeah. Yeah. No more tax write-offs for being married. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Anyway, yeah. Um, that seems um pointless and gross. Yeah, kind of mean. Yeah. Um, why just women? Like, is it is it just lesbians or is it is this supposed to be for gay dudes as well? It's unclear because it's actually local prosecutors doing this. Mm-hmm. So. It, you know, it might just be that I've not come across, or it's not yet come out of Italy, right. the full extent of it. Sure, gotcha. Yeah, I know that it was kind of recent, because I just saw it, wasn't it just like last Wouldn't that be a weird homophobia if they're like, yeah, gay dudes are fine. Yeah, gay dudes can raise children, not gay women. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I saw stuff about that on social media as well. People getting pissed off about it. Yeah. But, and that was about it. I didn't really know much about it, though, so... Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything else? No. Nope. Yeah. Anything else in general you want to talk about? No. Yeah. But I think so. Do you? I think I got nothing. Yeah. I think that's that's about the extent of my things to talk about. Although usually every time we're done, we'll go out there and I'll be like, shit, I meant to mention this. So I'm sure that will happen. Yeah. The president was assassinated. I didn't say anything about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, no, not really. I mean, there were other stories and things this week, but nothing that I really have anything to say about, you know. So why bother? No. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, office space. That's depreciating. Bloody mm-hmm. office workers staying at home. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, like is, that. In, yeah, that is interesting stuff. Yeah. Like, um, complaining about 
the poor landlords that own all those buildings in New York, office buildings that are still vacant. You, I mean, convert them into apartments? Are you mad? Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, there are places already doing that, yeah. With the pencil on, wouldn't you be tempted, if you ever got hold of that, just to, like, gut it and convert it into a massive vertical skydiving centre? <laughs> right. Uh-huh, like, yeah. where you can, like, slam into the walls yeah. and stuff. Yeah, like that, that tower in New York, that hideous thing. The skinny tower one. Tower one? No. That's not cool, Christina. <laughs> I forget what it's called. The one that everybody, like, hated. Oh, wasn't that the pencil? The, I th- that, that might be. I can't remember the name of it, but, yeah, it looks like a pencil and... Talking about people having like twenty million dollar apartments like with like the like yeah they're like you can't sleep at night because you're moving all the time, and uh, yeah people moving in with like the plumbing wasn't finished and on their like luxury apartments there's like water dripping from the unit above and I don't know I can't really remember but yeah yeah all right then yeah yeah I guess I guess that's it yeah oh so what was your comment on on those people eat shit. I mean, Eat shit. Get a grip. Get a grip. Yeah. Alright, thanks very much for watching. <laughs> Ta ta. See ya.